1: Hello, friends. Kirk Henderson and Josh Bow coming to you Wednesday night at about nine thirty, following yet another amazing win by these Dallas Mavericks as they defeat the Brooklyn Nets one thirteen to one eleven on a absolutely bananas uh, Spencer Dimwitty game winning shot in a game that I don't even know where to start. Maybe we should just start with that play and work our way backwards. What do you think, Josh?
2: Yeah, let's do that because. We might be able to fill our entire podcast time on the final thirty seconds of this game. (laughs) Uh, Bananas, Uh, obviously. I mean, if you're listening to this, you've probably seen the highlight a million. Hopefully, you've rewound and watched it a million times by now. Um, But Dinwiddie making that shot. I mean, he's made back-to-back game-winning three-pointers on the road against Eastern Conference contenders both off of luca drawing attention and giving him the ball uh really similar how both of those plays kind of came together but the, like this is i don't know if this is the right way to start but the craziest part to me about that play was the nets played that perfectly perfectly uh, just they, they
1: blitzed luca <laughs> at the they, right time they... too I mean, he he kind of panicked. Like it was yeah. like, oh no, oh because not panics not right, but you know there yeah. wasn't there were not available outlets to him other than Spencer with that amount of time left,
2: right. And the time was like they timed it perfectly, where he had to give the ball up and Dinwiddie didn't have time. You know, I think Dorian was open in the corner next to him, but I don't think he didn't have real time to swing it. Like they, uh-huh. they just timed it perfectly, and it was a contested three over Goran Dragic, and like Dragic is not a small, like he's a guard, but he's, but he's a big man, yeah, six three, six, yeah, six four man Like I mean, he was that was a contested shot, and for Dinwiddie to just stick it, I mean, it was just there's so many narratives we could run with that don't even have to do with like analyzing this game. Like just the demons that feel lifted off this team and the bad juju that they've had for the last, you know, two years, it's felt like it it just, it feels gone. It just feels like a completely different team and it's fun. Like, it's just, you know, I thought Mavericks basketball was, I mean, it's always fun to watch Luca, but as we, as I wrote in that column uh, a couple of weeks ago, I mean covering the team over the last 18 to 24 months it started to be a drag in a way that it shouldn't when you're covering Luka just because of the way the team is playing and the like the Kristop stuff was just such a cloud and I hate to like pin everything on him because by all accounts he was you know yep. assault, a good guy you know didn't wasn't a complainer he he worked hard you know he didn't bitch after games necessarily um by all, you know, maybe there's stuff that we don't know, but for all that we can observe, he seemed like a perfectly fine guy. He just just didn't work. But I mean, it's undeniable that he that trade and getting him off the team and somehow hitting on Dinwiddie and him giving them what they've gave them. I mean, it's just been an absolute revelation to see not just the results, but just the way it's happening. And, and I don't know which part's crazier, the, win, like the, the sheer number of wins or the way they're doing it.
1: Uh, it's crazy. Yeah. And, you know, we, we, we said we would sort of start and work backwards, and I think <laughs> it's, it's worth doing that. So I, I want to back up to about the, the, the five-minute mark of the fourth quarter. Um, the Mavericks were down for 98-102. Spencer Dinwiddie gets a foul. And sinks both free throws, and it's one. It's a one hundred to one hundred two. The Mavericks would then take a lead um, on a Jalen Brunson driving layup at one hundred two, one hundred two. They would not trail again, and basically exchanged baskets with the Nets until Kevin Durant sinks a absolutely bonkers and just why he is one of the best players ever off of just a, a twenty seven foot three point jumper. That gives the the Nets the lead with ten point six seconds to go. So the Mavericks held a, a a slight lead, or they or the game was tied for four full minutes and change. Um, which, considering the fact that they were down seventy nine to ninety one to start the quarter, is crazy. Yeah. They held the Nets to 20 points in the fourth quarter after Brooklyn had scored 91 in 36 minutes. And, and you know, this game, I I really hope we do some writing on it because what they did against Boston, which was essentially blitz Tatum and make him choose to to pass, you know, the way that, that the Mavericks often have to deal with with Luca, and Only, you know, Marcus Smart shit the bad against with the Celtics tonight. night. Tonight, Bruce Brown and basically a number of of nets just carved the mavericks up. I mean, it got the nets into sort of some janky offense at times, but they were scoring repeatedly over and over. They, the nets had the nets had 19 offensive rebounds. Okay? This game was a bizarre back and forth series of strategies and you know rebounding I don't want to say rebounding is overrated because it's not but the Mavericks are basically blowing the doors through any sort of expectations to where (sighs) you know I'm having a great time but people who are much smarter than basketball like like people that do this for a living are having a hard time understanding how these Mavericks are winning (laughs) I mean that that's the that's another come from behind double digit win yeah that's this game boston warriors they lead the league by like a margin that's (laughs) significant i don't know the numbers yeah i don't either
2: but i mean and then you know it wasn't a double digit deficit but i mean they were down like like between five and seven points in the fourth quarter to the lakers so Mm -hmm. i don't know if it's how sustainable this is uh it's it's fun to watch though i mean it's producing some of the most entertaining basketball we've watched uh in some time in terms of specifically the Mavericks. So you're right. It was absolutely bizarre. Um, What Andre Jumran had eight offensive rebounds just by himself. Uh, He seemingly got every miss shot and had a put back. And then, you know, of course he's a, you know, sorry to cite box score plus minus, but of course he was a minus 11 just to make this game as weird as possible. Um, You know, like Maxi Kleba played 30 minutes uh, and it was one of five and had another, disastrous offensive game but he was plus seven and had three assists and five boards and you know was on the floor for the final like two minutes and and you know made contributions despite the fact that we could probably scream for about an hour about uh how cooked his offensive game is so like you're right it's just you know like Dinwiddie at one point I mean he was having a pretty bad game through about three quarters he scored 15 of his 22 in the fourth <laughs> um like, With Luka I just,
1: not really doing much until the final like three minutes like Luka no, didn't even get looks at the basket
2: no i think the thing like maybe i'll write about it or or if I, if i don't we have to talk about it here but you mentioned it at the top you know right before you, you handed it off to me but uh the key to this game you know you you start the fourth quarter down 91 79, and the Nets made their first basket of the, of the first possession of the fourth quarter, so they were down 93 79. And then the Mavericks, from that point on, outscored the Nets by 10 with luca on the bench. And that's that's the game, right? I mean, this should have been a 20, like the Nets should have extended that 12 point lead because Durant was on the floor to start the fourth quarter. The Nets should have had a 15 to 20 to 20 you know you know a 15 to 20 point lead when luca returned and that yep. would not have been like weird because like luca was off the floor and the role players were kind of scatterbrained at times through the first three quarters tonight so like the fact that brunson and dinwiddie and brunson especially uh at the start of the quarter it was magnificent because those mavericks offensive possessions were not really going anywhere and he kind of pulled rabbits out of hats uh uh-huh. scoring a couple of buckets to start the fourth quarter i mean well
1: you missed uh, the most of the first half, right? Because I missed it's early game. Mo- the second quarter. I missed the second yeah, quarter. I'll, yeah. So I saw the first quarter. So Luca basically kept the Mavericks in yeah. it for the entire first half. He scored twenty four points in the first and put uh Andre Drummond in prison. Uh it was it was really it was kind of mean. I mean, Drummond finished with fourteen points, seventeen rebounds, and a negative eleven stat line. Like he had eight offensive rebounds. He was very important to the to the Nets, but also it was like it, it seemed like Luca liked having him out there because like at one point it, it just felt like abuse. Like what he was doing to to um, Drummond is crazy. And you know, I, I once again saw on on my timeline a number of people just mentioning, man, it'd be really nice to have Drummond. And I, let's just say for the sake of argument the people don't mean Drummond specifically as much as they mean someone who can grab a flip and rebound beyond Luca. I tend to agree with that point, but the way these Mavericks are playing right now, they, the mobile, uh, the, the mobility of their defense and the recovery and sort of the trust in the process, they can't have a really big guy who can't move. And, and I, I, I I don't want to like trying to think how to explain this without sounding like like an ass because I don't want to talk down to people. But basically, the the Mavericks have turned what was their weakness, which is the fact that they get crushed by size into a strength because they blitz everyone. Now, I don't know if it's going to work over a seven game series. I have kind of my reservations and I kind of think it won't because given time to scheme, I think you attack a Mavericks defense long enough and it's going to crack. But that's the way it goes. You know, basketball games are a chess match and this Let's... go ahead.
2: No, 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 sorry, sorry. I'm interrupting your train of thought. Keep going.
1: Well, it, it's just like the chess match and what they have going right now has resulted in so many wins. I have a hard time being critical and wanting someone different when the wins keep happening. I mean, I see the fault lines and I like, I understand the thought process. And I also think with what this coaching staff has done, that if they go get a big in the off season, just you know, let's say they sign Andre Drummond. I'm just making this up. I have enough, like, like the coaching staff at the moment has enough rope with me to where I'm going to have to go. Okay, you know, let's let's see what they try because the thing about this is, is they don't have to play the same style of basketball, but they find ways to adjust quarter to quarter, game to game. That is just so impressive. I, I just I, I can't really like stop thinking about the fourth and just how they really shut shut Brooklyn down
2: yeah and you made a point you're talking about how the mavericks took one of their weaknesses which was the fact that they just don't like it they lack size in the front court and they're just kind of turning it on its head and you you know trying to turn that into a strength and i think the thing is is they're playing to the strengths of their roster i mean we've been watching you know dwight powell uh escort guards to the rim for (laughs) five years and I understand that you know Dirk Nowitzki was on this roster for a lot of Powell's career, and the Mavericks, when Dirk was on the roster, had to play a certain conservative uh, defensive scheme. Mm-hmm. And what was so frustrating was Dirk retired, and and the scheme didn't change. And you know, you know, I I am a big Rick Carlisle guy, uh, but I you know I would be the first to admit that that defensive scheme, whether it was Carlisle, whether it was the assistant, whoever it was on that coaching staff, Carlisle's a head coach, so he he takes the responsibility. It stunk, and it was not utilizing the, the strengths of the players on your roster. Like, you have a Dwight Powell who is probably, you know, uh, if you did a foot race of every player his height or taller, he might win it, I mean, or at least did like a lateral drill, you know, uh-huh. feet shuffling drill across the court. He might win it. And the fact that they were playing defense with a guy like Powell who who can move his feet like that, but also kind of has a T Rex arm wingspan for considering his height, uh, they're dropping him like he was Rudy Gobert, and I'm like, why would you do that? Like, that's not what Powell is good at. You know, he was not a rim protector. He was not a guy that can wall off the paint and could and, and could make offensive players nervous scoring at the rim. Like guys would just score over and through him, and like the amount of Of crap that pal took from from the fan base and from from analysts was absurd and i understand it because like you know you can only judge by how the guy's playing you you know there were times where he just looked awful on on defense and it's so nice to see a coaching staff be like wait a minute like let's figure something else out because it's obviously this is not a strength for him and the fact that they're playing a more reactive uh, mobile aggressive defense like that suits Kleba and Powell so much more than let's hang back and and, and play conservative and entice guys to shoot mid-range jumpers and, and allow them to walk into 18 footers like it just didn't make any sense Um and I'm glad that the Mavericks have you know the coaching staff has figured that out and, and yeah it's gonna get beat uh, occasionally like you saw at times in the first half where you know guys just kind of beat you know, break the pressure, and they kind of get some some buckets on the back line, whether it's a corner three or, or a layup or, or something in the paint. But you know, at least it's it it's better than the alternative, which is just doing something that doesn't fit the the personnel you have. So, yep. like, that's what's so encouraging to me uh, about the way the Mavericks play.
1: So do you want to, do you want to see a funny, like a, like this is why plus minus why people hate it for single games. And they should yeah. for the record. What would, do you know what spent uh, Davis Burton's plus minus was?
2: I'm looking, I always had the box up ups. So I'm looking at it. So I'm cheating. He's a I,
1: plus yeah. six. <laughs> yeah. He got scored on Goran Dragic scored 12 points on him. Like on him <laughs> specifically Goran. Like he's, he made Goran look like an all NBA player. Like, uh, now that we're kind of through some of the some of the crazy stuff in this game, I think we have to kind of laugh and nitpick because I don't understand how this team keeps winning games from a broad like points perspective. When you have Reggie out, Reggie's missed two key key games. Reggie is a starter or a top six rotation player. They like, call it what you will. Then you have Dorian Finney-Smith, Dwight Powell, Spencer Dinwiddie, Jalen Brunson, Luka Doncic. Honestly, Josh Green has earned his minutes, even though he is just bizarre and then you have maxi kleba maybe and so when i say maybe right now maxi is is his offense is is terrifying he he shot an (laughs) airball three from the corner he is pump faking on layups where a 610 guy should rise and dunk the ball thank goodness he hit two free throws um His defense is still really good. I'm not taking anything away from that, but it's just guys are no longer guarding him. Like, he's the stretch five who doesn't stretch. And that is a thing that he has to work through. I think he can find his offense again. Like, a lot of us and a lot of people are just like, oh, he's cooked. And it's, no, it's a confidence thing. Before All-Star, he was just killing people. And he's just sunk into a rut after All-Star break, and maybe he'll, he'll find his way out of it. I'm glad, just like I said last game, I'm glad the Mavericks are playing him anyways but it's i don't know what they do because it's like he's just rolling or he's popping and no one cares like he just it's it's very it's it's very strange um yeah
2: he just has to find a way to keep pulling the trigger i mean that's that's the only thing
1: and then the other guys who are like playing are are sterling brown who is he was negative nine in nine minutes contributed no stats other than one made basket and and two misses uh Davis Bertans contributed no stats other than one made three-pointer in nine minutes. Frank Nilukina uh, played for three minutes and, and had one rebound. Um, the Mavericks are seven and a half guys deep, and they're gonna this is just the way this is gonna go. I'm probably gonna <laughs> talk about it on repeat, but this is who these guys are and for better and i mean that for better or for worse and there's going to be games in the next several weeks where it looks like it's for worse where it just looks like they're unplayable like they could get the fourth seed while playing seven people it is bizarre
2: and one of those seven has made hasn't made a three-pointer since uh march 7th uh, and it's march 16th so like even then they're stretching the limits of what you would call a normal basketball rotation right now um like the fact that like they basically right now are only playing two bench players, and the two bench players are Kleba and Green. And like you said, Green kind of you know Green is doing some things, and he's chaotic, and and he does uh-huh. good things and he does bad. He did. He was
1: kind of nice in the defense. But just crazy because he's bouncing around. Yeah, you know, it, like they. He's just he's a he's an X factor,
2: All right? But it's just crazy to think about. Like they're only playing seven guys, and two of the seven are far from like consistent day out. Sure sure things that like uh that you can rely on so i mean it almost feels like they only have five guys that they can really truly honestly trust uh to play extended minutes uh and kleba kind of has to because i mean he was part of that group and he just has to find his way out of this slump i mean it's just crazy looking at his game log uh since the all-star break i mean he's made i mean the mavericks have played eight games and he's made three three-pointers in those eight games while averaging yep. about you know 20 to 25 minutes a game I mean, it's just it's horrifying and i you know there's nothing else to say <laughs> but they're than... winning anyways right but you
1: they're and so it's like that's, so that's where you good. come back to like maybe this swings at some point right um, he's getting it out, out of fun. his system <laughs> my favorite thing you do is you drop into our slack where it just looks like things are dark as hell and then it's like oh then they win the game and you're like well i guess the mavericks are never losing again which is fine by us <laughs> yeah like that's the thing. I gotta, I gotta interrupt to read this. This so Nick, Nick, uh, Nick Angstad. You guys all know him. You listen to Locked On Mavs. If you listen to us, um, he's doing some post game coverage, and he said Spencer done what he said that after he hit a shot, he hit the shot. He went over to the sidelines and saw Mavs president Nico Harrison and Vice President Michael Finley and thanked them for taking a chance on him. And he has the video. It's good. It's good stuff. Yeah, it's good stuff. It is, like this is this is good moment type stuff. I'm really yeah, yeah. This is great. I
2: mean, yeah, it's there's. I mean, it's. It's a good ride. And like I said, a lot of this is going to be like kind of narrative talk and less just analyzing what's happening on the court. But like I said, it's just a night and day difference uh, in terms of just the watchability, the entertainment, just how the team interacts with each other just feels different. Um, And I don't want to like get preachy here, but you know, with us, there's going to be in the like the ensuing days there's gonna be a lot I mean it's already happened. Like they're like, gonna you know,
1: lose this stupid yeah, game.
2: Well no no I'm talking about like there's already been like the I told you so's and, and like the oh, yeah. gotcha and like about things that we said earlier in the season. And for me it's like whatever. You know, I mean you when you when you do oh, yeah. this game that we play you're gonna be wrong. Um so it's fine. But like for me it's like they did the thing. Like that yep. <laughs> like the thing that we've been screaming about above all else for the last you know two and a half years to three years has been they got to do something else. Right. Mm-hmm. And they did something else. They shook up the roster in the most significant way possible by trading Chris Dops, who was, you know, their quote unquote, second best player and second, most important player. And you can't really shake up a roster bigger than that outside of trading Luca or trading like eight guys. So like, I'm sad. like, they did the thing. They, they did the thing we wanted them to do and the team's winning. So I'm completely happy. And if people want to, like, I told you show or try to do gotcha for old takes, like, that's so fine. Go ahead. It's fine. No, being wrong, care. like like they're doing, doing
1: wrong, them and that. them them winning is the ultimate. Like we would much rather them win than lose. But like what there's what I'm just trying no to say other, is,
2: yeah. we're not even that wrong. Like in a you know, we were wrong about maybe specific uh performances on guys. And you know sure. you've had a me culpa on Brunson, and I know I've been harder on D- Dorian Finney Smith than I probably should have been. But, just like the grand scheme of things, like they did the thing we wanted them to do, and now they're winning, so like this is great i'm I'm ecstatic as someone though you know covers and watches this team, like yeah uh, yeah, you, know, thank you, for finally doing something different
1: yeah. No, this is this has been a lot of fun, and so everyone should enjoy. Um, the the Utah is currently up eight on Chicago. Don't know who's going to win or lose that game, but the Mavericks are currently in four in the fourth seed. So maybe we should enjoy being mm-hmm. in the fourth seed for uh, forty five minutes until Utah comes back and or and uh, Utah defeats um, Chicago. Well, um, I hope everybody writes stuff about this game, but also. Um, In the coming days, let's see here, um, in the morning, we got a piece going up on guys you should consider watching in the NCAA tournament the next couple of days, Um, coming from our our dude Luke. We'll probably do a few more things sort of related to that. The Mavericks play again on Friday, I think. I should know this. I never know when the Mavs play. It's it's embarrassing. It's like I like being surprised every day. Um, Dallas plays on... The Sixers on Friday, again, at 6 p.m., a 6 p.m. start time. Josh, <laughs> beautiful, beautiful Luby start time. Everybody, we get to get on with our evening and enjoy our Fridays. Um, a win against the, you know, you and I talked before this stretch, and we sort of were looking. We said, you know, if they come out of this stretch 2-3, and three, I think we'd be excited, and they're currently 2-0. <laughs> no, they're currently 3-0 because of the Rockets. Well, was it the Rockets game?
2: No, it was It was starting with the Boston because it was Boston, Brooklyn, Philly, uh, what was it? Boston they play Charlotte Philly, and then they play Charlotte, Minnesota. Minnesota
1: uh, is the kind of yeah. X Factor game because Minnesota's been playing out of their minds lately. Yeah. Um, but so it's like it was this five game stretch. We said we'd kind of be content with two and three, and they're currently two and oh. So <laughs> I feel like we're all winners. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel great. Uh, well, if you uh, stay tuned um, and look for tomorrow, I'm probably going to post the green room probably around lunchtime for anybody who's hardcore um and then we will uh either you or me will do a money ball minute um for friday morning because there's been some really good map stuff that's come out the last couple of days from people that aren't us that i'd like to talk about but i don't want to take everybody's time tonight so josh do you have anything before we go
2: no i'm good I just enjoy the vibes it's that's fun. right
1: that's right and enjoy uh some ncaa tournament action guys mm-hmm. we'll talk to you soon have a good day